everyone, welcome to Why Must Love Fade, a book club podcast. Uh, my name is Daniel. With me is uh, my co-host Donovan. Vitam. Uh, today we're talking about Stephen R. Donaldson's The Real Story, the first book in the Gap Cycle series. Um, finally got to the Gap Cycle. Finally got to the Gap Cycle. We're finally here. Um, what'd you think of the book? Before we get to that, I have I have I have a quick checklist. I have a quick checklist. Okay. Just so that posterity knows that I do try to uh, fix my mistakes, become a better person. In the last podcast, uh, we were talking about Steve. Um, he was he had that medicine that he had to put up his ass. You're talking the, about the you're talking about the library at Mount Char. Podcast. Yeah, yeah, li- library at Mount Char. Okay, so um, I called it. <laughs> I called it um, a contraceptive, the medicine. Uh, uh-huh. That is not what I meant. It is a suppository. That is the med- name of medicine that you put up your ass. <laughs> um, uh, the second thing on my checklist, uh, if you guys don't know, maybe you just watched the episodes. Daniel makes like these little blurb things and um, about the episode. And I don't know if you know this, but uh, you kind of committed treason, Daniel. You, you referred to newfound best girl, Carolyn, as a demigod instead of just god how do you feel about your um I your, mean, your your murderous ways well i mean i mean you know for most of the book she's a demigod okay i will give you the benefit of the doubt that when she is flirting with the thief in so many terms she is a demigod so i was going to give you that benefit of the doubt i just wanted to give you a chance to like defend yourself no, and mean, then, I mean, it's pretty accurate, you know. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. I understand. I understand. I mean, you're still, you still didn't give her proper respect, but it's fine. And thirdly, thirdly, um, this is also for posterity. I, I uh, leave in the comments um, who is the hottest character in Star Wars history? Because there's there's a, there's a there's a great debate going on. So I just I just want everybody uh, to. Mike. Yeah, sorry. Okay. All right. What did I think of the book? Um, yeah, what did, you, what did you think, bro? What did you think of your book? <laughs> um, the book was... Uh, okay, so this is my second time reading it. Um, uh, you, and, read it you read it earlier this year? Is no, right? I read it last year, like in November, during yeah, uh, time, Thanksgiving. Time is crazy, yeah. Yeah, time is crazy. I Yeah, so I read that. I was... I read... I basically read so slow that I was... At a certain point when we were discussing doing this, I was like, I'm not even going to read it. <laughs> because um uh it would i don't know i just read so slow i feel like i just be missing out on just reading other things and i would remember stuff but i would say it was worth a second read um i think the writing is really good um yeah. it's about what it's about which we'll get to is like um very <laughs> it's it's like super it's super intense um really fucked up stuff but yeah. i think we it's we should say it's it's a sci-fi. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's our wait. Is that our first? No, no. I guess. Oh yes. Star Wars is our first, but Star Wars is more. Star Wars is kind of yeah. It's it, there's too anything. many prophecies and and you know yeah mystical is, things in there. This is our real first first sci-fi series. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's like a, it's like a sci-fi epic space opera type. Well, series. to be honest, I mean, in this one, we don't even if we just read this like as it was coming out, I don't really. I wouldn't even know that it was an epic unless, you know, which we'll get to right after this. I think the in the foreword, um, I mean, sorry, the afterword, he mentions that it becomes an epic. But just reading this, you kind of just think it's like a little tale, right? Like, yeah, it's like, uh, 
kind of this, I don't remember what they call it, but like that kind of story where the narrator's kind of sounds like he's in those movies where they're talking about the past and you have like those little um, confessionals of every character saying things kind of like Citizen Kane. That's how the yeah. narrator feels. He's like telling you the real story. You know, it's called the real story. That's the name of the book. Um, but anyway, like, yeah, I thought the book was good. It's very short, worth a second read. Um, I would say I liked it, I guess. What about you? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I really love this as like, um, uh, like an introductory novel kind of, um, it's like a way to get you, a way to get you like situated into the world and the characters and like the tone of the story. Um, like you said, it's not really an epic, but, um, it's, it's more, it's, it's smaller in scope. I like, I like stories starting small in scope and, and widening out mm -hmm. as you, as you learn more, you know, mm -hmm. as opposed to starting out you know, with a wide scope and you you get all this stuff thrown at you and it takes a long time to get acclimated to it. Mm -hmm. You can kind of enjoy, uh, get invested in the characters, get invested in the world. I think you kind of just right there, just described why the MCU keeps succeeding and DC keeps fucking, <laughs> fucking shit up. Um, yeah, I, I yeah. agree. Uh, the small I, uh, scale was appreciated. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I thought it was um really smart to to start the novel with like, uh, like this kind of a pseudo frame story like it's it's like in the perspective of the patrons right mm -hmm. um and they kind of see the story we, we read from their perspective within the first like opening chapter we see they see like um, the observers the observers they see we see an outsider's perspective of the story play out um and um, so we already know what's going to happen by the end of the story, like in, 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 um, broad terms, but, um, you know, Angus ends up in jail, uh, Nick rescues Morn, but we don't really know how they get there. Mm -hmm. And we just kind of get the outsider's perspective of what happens. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, um, yeah, yeah, we, we, once we get into the, you know, story and stuff, we get like the in interiority of them and, uh like the 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 real stories like the whole premise of the the novel and so <clears throat> yeah i i just thought that was really smart to start off like that mm -hmm. I, I like writing wise yeah i think his yeah like his writing's good uh he really i think his his best writing's like uh internal dialogue when like yes dude when characters character like when angus starts panicking it feels like there's like a logical progression like mm -hmm. Like we follow his thoughts, and um, you know, at, at, I noticed at the beginning he he uh, you know he he doesn't really swear, and like by the time he's panicking, it's like fucking full on. Yeah, dude, he is I, like crazy. They really, they really get a sense of. I mean, you never really agree with him, but like how every character's mind works is like okay, this would make sense if I thought like this. You know what I mean? Like, it's mm. he draws it all from like these single type of emotions like um for angus it's hatred is like what scares him and his fear drives like his actions especially like when he's desperate and for Morn, the internal dialogue when it actually goes to her i mean there's like a main part of the book where it delves into like what she's thinking and for her the main emotion that he uses is resentment and i'm not like 
a fourth brain person like it literally says that on there like in the book <laughs> yeah. like it and um i if you just have that in your mind while you're thinking about the actions that they're doing they kind of i don't know they make sense to me yeah and i guess my last thing about his writing is uh i just think his action is really uh like easy to read it's mm-hmm. really easy to read in a, in a good way mm-hmm. uh, like there uh, i'm thinking of a scene where nick's setting his plan up against angus and mm-hmm. it's like really tense but it's also like it's very easy to follow and it, it, it uh i i really like how he writes his action and dude it's the best it's the best like shit movement and battle like dog fighting i've i've ever written i mean i've ever read so far to be honest with you the part where he's trying to track down um the ship what is the ship called uh the highland ship uh, oh, oh uh, are you talking about Angus's ship or Nick? No, that's Bright Beauty, but the, the ship that Morris family was on. Oh. Godseeker or something? Oh, man. Um, yeah, that that's definitely... It, the writing is so awesome for that. Yeah. Those parts. Um, Star Master. Star Master. What did I yeah, call yeah. it? God, God Maker? God, yeah. Godseeker. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's an awesome name for no reason. Um, yeah. Okay, so yeah. Yeah, those are our thoughts. You want to get into the? I guess I can get in the afterward, and mm-hmm. I'll, I'll kind of, we'll kind of. Yeah, I think I think I that. could fill in some blanks. Yeah. 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 Um. So yeah, yeah. Before we get into the summary, uh, the afterward for the real story, which is basically uh, Stephen R. Donaldson talking about where his ideas from the story come from and his process for creating these ideas. Um, he goes into uh, the fact that you know a lot of. Or, uh, most of his good ideas, like saying like the the Chronicles of Thomas Covenant, they come from two ideas, not just one. Mm-hmm. It's like a, fu- a fusion of two ideas. Um, and yeah, his, his it, were his were um, Angus Thermopyle or Thermopylae, however you say. Well, I think it's Thermopyle and Wagner, well, Richard Wagner. I think it's Thermopylae, right? But Nick makes fun of him. I thought it was Thermopyle. the opposite. I thought his name is. Thermopyle, but he's calling him Thermopylae to make fun of him. No, I think it's Thermopylae. Really? Because Thermopylae is like the real place. Like, right. The oh, Thermopyle okay. is like a name. More, I see what like, you're saying. Thermopyle is like, like you're making fun of it. Like Thermopyle. I guess yeah. so. Yeah. Wasn't well, it? It's also written like that. Like when he makes fun of it. Yeah. I, well, what you're saying is I thought the opposite. I thought it was written to sound like. Fucking, what I'm saying, but but, but he, he writes P I L E right when he P I pile when he makes fun of him. Yeah. Like oh, is it? I, I think it's written therm hyphen O hyphen pile. I'm pretty sure. Oh wow. Oh, well, interesting. Unless I'm mis- unless I'm mis- yeah. I know it's it's funny. Like when you're explaining it, I thought the same thing except the opposite of what you're saying. Oh. So. <laughs> yeah, I think it's thermopylae. Okay. Like, like he's named after I'll, I'll take your word for it just because um in the last book i was fucking up the nobunaga name shit so <laughs> nobunaga. nobunaga dude i thought his name was nobunaga the whole time uh yeah and so um yeah like you said angus uh thermopylae and richard wagner were like his two um ideas um i'll, I'll touch on uh one of them and uh yeah, see, see if you can, like, touch on the second one. I, uh, One of them is, like, basically, uh, one of his main ideas for the story is, like, a swapping of roles. He says, I'm going I'm to, like, take a quote out of his afterward. He says, my original intentions 
were explicitly archetypal, what I had in mind was an aesthetically perfect variation on the basic three-sided story. The story in which a victim, uh, Mourn in this book, villain Angus, and rescuer Nick all change roles. Uh, all change roles. Victimized by Angus, Mourn is rescued by Nick, but that, of course, is not the real story. The real story has to do with the way in which Nick becomes Angus's victim and Mourn becomes Angus's rescuer. Uh, Donaldson wrote this series with the idea in mind, along with the inspiration of um, The Ring Cycle by Wagner, which mm. which you say you, uh, yeah. you want to go into that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I read it. He does summarize it in this afterward. Um, I decided after re- already having read it, I just wanted to add a little bit more context. So I read, um, which took a while to find, what do they call it? The re- Ribetto. There's some Italian word for like script for plays like this. It's like a giant epic play that mm-hmm. takes it takes them literally four days to do the whole thing. It's like a 15 hour play. Um, it's a, a lot of different ideas, but basically the story is that the gods, you know, they want to keep their power, but they rely on um, other races to keep that power. So giants make them stuff. And the doors doors make them stuff. Wotan, who's basically Odin, he kind of has this. Um, he holds power over everything, but he has to hold power by making bargains with people. So he promised the giants that he would give them um, his daughter uh, in exchange for making them Valhalla. So he basically wants this place Valhalla to keep a bunch of dead soldiers, um, the best soldiers will become his army of the dead, kind of. And um, his daughter, who he bargained with the giants for, basically just um, keeps them all youthful. Uh, I don't want to do like the entire script, but basically... Yeah, yeah. it's like a long and It's a super dense thing, but basically it ends with them, um, the giants, I mean, the, the gods losing all their powers and everything, but how the story frames it, it's kind of inevitable. Everybody, it's like Oedipus, like everybody makes their own destruction. And I basically read it because I wanted to just, (laughs) I like comparing care. I like seeing influences and I was trying my damnedest to figure out which characters were represented in, you know, the real story that we read, which was very difficult because like we said, the real story is not getting into the epic shit that happens later. And uh, at the end of this afterward, there are two characters, um, Siegland and Siegmund. They are the parents of Siegfried. Siegfried, yeah. Siegfried is the great warrior of this play. And those two are his parents, but they are brother and sister, yet they do not know that. And they've had very, very fucked up lives. And um, their father is Wotan. Wotan knows that. and he's a god, you know, he's king of gods. Right. Um, but their mother is a human, so they're like demigods. They're like mortals. They can die. And um, <laughs> they have a kid, um, unbeknownst to them, who is, um, you know, yeah, Siegfried or whatever. But in this afterward, he says that Angus and Morn are Siegmund and Siegland. And if you just read this book, you'd be like, I don't know if you, does that track to you? Like from from what you read of the summary that Um, he puts, like. 
so far does that even track for you because i have a list of who i thought a bunch of character comparisons were and i was so off uh in a way i could see that tracking if if it continues to follow like i know he says in the afterward it's not the ring cycle it's Mm -hmm. just yes it's just uh following the themes um of the ring cycle but it's um i i could see how that tracks specifically with those two characters because of the time they spend together how fucked up of a time they spent together in this book mm-hmm. um, and what happens, what Angus does to Morn, I could see how that would track. You know what I mean? Okay. So the comparisons I had, I'll, I'll do some comparisons. So Thermopyle I had as um, Alberic. Alberic in play. Alberic is the troll. I'm oh, sorry. He's the dwarf that basically steals the gold, this thing called Rhinegold, which if you, in the story, if you forswear love, like you just give up on love and take the gold and form it into a ring, you have dominion over the entire earth, basically, and you can control people. And um, I had him as that because in the story, he holds a device that controls people, you know, the zone implant. So right. I, I had compared that with that. I had Morn as Brunhild. Brunhild in the story is the daughter of Wotan who's she's leader of the Valkyrie his favorite daughter um she basically makes the ultimate fuck up uh (laughs) which happens in the middle of the story she gets told to kill um the two siblings that had incest unknowingly so um but when she's being told by Wotan to do it Brunhild can see that he doesn't want to and it really like gets in her feels and when she has to go do it she can't do it and so she disobeys and then she basically becomes um wotan takes all of her power away and turns her into a mortal and puts her to sleep and basically punishes her for this um he doesn't really want to but i mean i guess he does i kind of didn't really get it but he locks her in a fire cage that can only be gone through by somebody who lacks fear entirely they have no fear and um i so i had Morn as as brunhild um i had uh nick sucorso as siegfried because <laughs> there's a scene in the play where um siegfried who has lost his uh memory of brunhild like they fall in love on like first sighting basically because well Sieg- well what uh what i got from the afterward Mm-hmm. Siegfried, Siegfried uh, gets told by like some bird, right, about Brunhild initially, and then in 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 his in Stephen R. Donaldson's summary, he jumps straight to like they already know each other. But I assumed in that gap, Siegfried mm-hmm. rescues Brunhild from the cave. Oh yeah, yeah, he skips a lot. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Um, he saves her and basically takes her to this place of a bunch of other humans. And so I would assume that's where that's in the real story. That's just what the real story is, right? He so, Nick rescues Morn, uh-huh. and that and that's basically that's basically. Oh it. yeah, yeah. So Siegfried rescuing Brunhild is, yeah, exactly. Oh, you, I see what you're saying. That tracks because, um, what he says in the afterward is what really happens, right? Like, it's not right. based on. Okay, so I guess that is my, that, my that only one. Make- yeah, that would make sense. Like, I, I, I would totally believe that if, if mm-hmm. he didn't say that they were Sig, Sigmund and Sigland. Mm-hmm. Sig- Sigland? Sigland? Sig- 
Sigleed and Sigmund. Yeah, mm-hmm. they they were the the parents. Um, but that also attracts me, also. So I I imagine it's like a thing. Like uh, you could probably read it as you could read it a bunch of different ways. Yeah. So th- those like, are. I I doubt once we get past the next book, it's gonna start like track. It's very, gonna start tracking. You think? Far. Yeah. I, well, I oh, don't you think, think it's it gonna won't. Track- you no, think I don't. Won't. I don't think it'll. I think thematically, you might see some tracking more, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, like the story-wise, I, I think it'll start coming apart. Mm-hmm. At least I think so. I don't really know, but um, but yeah, I mean, anything else you want to say about the ring cycle? Did you did you actually like reading it? Or I did. I I wanted to point out that the first translation that I found was oh lord, it's like the densest. Like um, it's like when you're reading Shakespeare. And when you read a sentence, you have to make sure you know what all the words that you just read actually meant, and then it makes sense. Uh-huh. So, and so I read that for like half of it, or three acts of it, and then the site just randomly crashed for no reason. So I, fa- <laughs> I found like another translation, which was uh, way easier. Um, it was way easier to understand. There was a lot less um, ifs at the end of, you know, when people put if at the end of a word, and it makes it sound all like, uh fantasy and mystical and shit yeah so much so much of that kind of stuff but yeah besides that it was it was fun read it's kind of awesome and i like people revealing their inspirations for stuff that's mainly yeah for sure i i I really like um i'm really curious to see where where he takes the uh victim villain and rescuer like them switching roles yeah yeah because i i i really have a feeling that he's just gonna keep cycling you know what oh, I mean? you think like, all three characters are going to keep changing until the end? Yeah, I think so. From what I've heard in some comments about the second book, I, it seems like it's it, that does happen. Yeah. Um, so yeah. But yeah, that's uh, it for me. Cool. Me too. Uh, let's get into the summary. This actual story. Yo. Uh, so the patrons of a bar on a mining space station are struck by an unusual scene. Angus Thermopylae, uh, a pirate, walks in with a beautiful woman on his arm. Uh, this The woman's called Morn Highland, and she... Uh, um, do they know that she is... Uh, she is... Uh, That's... Okay. A police officer? I think they... I think they do. I right? think they're. I think their family is famous for being. Yeah, cops. they're a rich. They're a rich family. I'm yeah, who sure. are all cops, and they they describe her as uh, beautiful, but no yeah. one, no one. Yeah, no one really understands why why she's with Angus because everyone's like Angus is kind of a piece of shit. Like mm-hmm. nobody likes him. Nobody likes him. He's a piece of shit. He's a pirate. Um, and these it's are like, like wait. Also, nobody likes him, and he's considered a piece of shit among other pieces of shit. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're on the, like this like what, what kind of planet are they're on like um, a mining a mining planet. So it's like a bunch of like mining workers and mm-hmm. like Dan this motherfucker. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so the like a lot of the uh, we get kind of a lot of like I said earlier the outsider's perspective. So we get some of their theories. Like people think that uh, she might be his captive, and um, uh, you know they see him holding the. Uh, holding something in his, in pocket, his pocket yeah they can't the tell time. though mm-hmm. and they they kind of uh they describe we, here we get like a description of what's called uh, uh what, what is it called the zone um, implant zone implant which is basically like okay so there, <laughs> there's a thing in the universe in this universe called 
uh, gap sickness. Yes. Um, and it's basically uh, when you go through the gap, which is basically space, hyper, hyper, hyperspace, mm-hmm. basically like the uh, hyper jump or mass effect relays. Like, <laughs> Come, yeah. Any of that shit. Yeah. Any of that stuff. Yeah. Um, when you go through that certain, a certain percentage of people will get this thing called gap sickness. And the only way to cure it is to get the zone implant. Yeah. Um, and, it basically but, the gap sickness kind of like leads you, it makes you lead yourself to your own doom in a way like it literally makes you want to kill yourself and those around you basically like you kind of just do whatever it is that it's going to kill you kind of right and um uh there's like and there's like a little remote that's able that you're able to like switch switch um like uh that that's able to control you basically like mm-hmm. you you're, you're basically like microchipped in a way um i i don't really remember is it is it so that you can control yourself or is it so it's it's kind of you? it's kind of like you so lose. people can control you but you people i mean obviously there's people in this bar that can imply that it could be used for dastardly things but when somebody gets gat sickness and it's trying to you know fuck people up on a ship where everybody's like going through space it lets them control you and you can like keep doing what you're supposed to do Right. Um, without, yeah, the sickness w- is kind of prevented by you being controlled. It's 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 basically meant like as a deterrent of suicide, uh, yeah, a, a deterrent of suicide or or uh, like rampage. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. Um, especially if you're working on a ship. God, that would suck. They even they even talk about like occasions where a bunch of people gets gap sickness and like the ship just gets destroyed. Like that's the kind of stuff that it prevents. And, um, but yeah, like you said, uh, it can be used for this type of thing, hold, holding someone hostage. Mm-hmm. And that's what they, they, they theorize that Angus is doing mm-hmm. because he's such a piece of shit. They can't imagine. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> like, how did he get this bad? <laughs> um, and so, uh, a dashing swashbuckler, Nick Sacurso confronts Angus and somehow rescues Morn. Um, and, uh, Angus ends up going to jail, and the the narrator is basically like he describes this as like kind of like a like an epic drama. It's like the captor, victim, and rescuer, mm-hmm. but uh, but then at the end he's like, but but that's not the real story type shit. I'm sorry, and the then, narrator is so cool, dude. <laughs> he's so cool. Yeah, he's like the 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 workers did not know the real story or the, the workers thought had their own ideas, but that was not the real story. On some, I bet you're wondering how I got in this situation type shit. Yeah. And so we actually get into, um, into the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, so Morn Highland, uh, is, uh, do we start with Morn or do we start with Angus? I'm pretty sure it's Morn. Uh, Morn is, uh, an ensign with uh, the United Mining Company's police. Uh, she's on her first mission, actually, uh, aboard the UMCP Destroyer Starmaster, which is um, it's like crewed by all her all her family members. Yeah, it's literally her dad and her cousins and stuff, yeah. aunties and uncles. Um, Wait, it, the book starts on her? What do you mean? I thought it just started with um, Angus and stuff, doesn't it? Well, you wrote the summary, actually. I, I can't um, quite. 
No, I, I think it starts with oh, okay. Seymourne. Okay. Seymourne. And they, they land on uh, Combine Station. Um, and uh, they they see um, like a pirate ship, uh, the Bright Beauty, piloted by Angus. Um, uh, Angus sees... Well, I, I think we do see, we do, we see this from Angus's perspective. I think okay, part, okay. at least partly. Uh, Angus sees the UMCP ship land, um, and he he's like, "I gotta get the fuck out of here." And so, uh, but they they see him leave, and so the Star Master follows him. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, the way that they leaves, get off is off the planet, like to steal stuff is awesome. Like when um. Is that what you're talking about? Like how he they all get the distress call, right? And then they all g- try to jump at him and Nick. Uh, I, I'm confused where we where we are. No, no, no. Uh, I don't think I don't think Nick's even. Oh, he's not even. Okay. He's not even a part of it. No. Um, you're basically telling me the story again because I I forgot. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. A- a- Angus. He um. Yeah, yeah. He j- he just sees that they're there, and then he like dips. Hmm. And then um, they follow him. Uh, and uh, Angus, yeah, Angus leaves the station uh, and, he, and he tries to pick up some supplies, uh, like air scrubbers and stuff. Uh, let's see. Uh, I think that um, the part you're, because there's two different parts in the book where these pirates um get the distress call because that's how they go to steal stuff like a distress call comes in and they know to leave um this is so you're saying this is before nick gets introduced so he gets a distress call and then it describes how he like his little method of getting out of the um the lockdown which is to call the dispatch and be like um what does he say he's like oh he sends a distress signal and they have to, no matter what, even though, even though they know he's a dirty pirate and he does this every time, um, right. they have to they have to not fire on him because he's sending out a distress call. And then they're like, "Are you you're okay?" And then he just fucking dips, like he he'll just like launch himself out of the planet's atmosphere. Uh, yeah, I think I yeah I left at the distress call stuff. Okay, um, okay, I was I was confused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, I think, but he knows they're following him. Um, and so he, like, kind of panics. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, like, in his panic, he he just starts, <laughs> he, like, comes on this small mining settlement and just starts stealing shit. And he kills everybody there. Um, yeah, and the, the Star Master arrives and, like, sees him kill and dude, fight this people. It's so funny, dude. Isn't this kind of like when, isn't this some um, entrapment? Like you know someone's about to do something fucked up, so you just are following them. Um, because they didn't have any juice, any like evidence on him or anything. I think they just were following him, and they saw he killed people. Like, didn't they hear hear that call? Or I, I think that this. Not? I thought this little section. I thought the distress call call was coming from. You're talking about like a giant mining thing, right? And then, so Star Master is following. What is it? The name of the ship? Star? Yeah, Star Master. So Star Master is following it. Okay. Okay, I think I I think I understand where we are now. Okay, so the distressed call came from a mining ship, not from Star Master. They just assume that Morn Morn is there with him earlier on because, um, 
they saw the star master on their planet uh, the UMCP cop ship or whatever. Wait, what do you what do you say? The I, okay, okay, sorry. Just just no, continue. no. The, the, the Star Master, no, no, no. The Star Master knows that Angus is a pirate, and okay. so they they see him leave, uh, respond to a call, but mm-hmm. they're the they're, they're the police, so they follow him. Okay, okay. Now that makes sense. I never even thought of that. Why they were following him? Yeah. yeah okay. Because he's the only because he's the only person who left the curfew or the. Lockdown. Yeah. Okay. So follow him. Fuck me. Just like <laughs> <laughs> they follow, so they follow him. Uh, they witness uh, his slaughter and um, him fighting people. Uh, but he's like almost fucked up by like a uh, an internal explosion. Mm-hmm. Um, Dude, he has to take so many drugs to operate the shit by himself. Also. Yeah. Uh, it's it's like an uh, uh, explosion within his ship, right? Am I um, that wrong? The reason that he gets fucked up by, by Star- the explosion. I I thought that he won that fight by accident. Oh, are you talking about Star Master or his shit, Bright Beauty? No, his his shit, Bright Beauty. Oh, I thought that he was. Uh, oh, when like, he, like, it, it like almost it like almost exploded. yeah. When he realizes that like he's doomed, yeah, you're right. It's yeah. like an internal explosion. Uh, yeah. Uh, so they. Yeah, so the UMCP, uh, when they jump uh, here, we learn that uh, Morn suffers from uh, gap sickness, um, a mental disorder, inflicts itself on a small portion of people who travel through the gap. Symptoms of gap sickness uh, vary in from person to person. Uh, so for Morn, it it's like um, it's like it manifests in like an uncontrollable urge to engage in in uh, self destruct, like. Oh, it's only some people. So some people have different forms of that. Yeah, it's it's, oh. it's, it's, it's like sometimes it's like uh, outward, like you just start killing people. But in Morin's case, it's like I just uh, I just need to fucking like self harm and destroy everything around you. Right. Um. Uh. And it's said it's triggered by exposure to heavy heavy G. Mm-hmm. Um. So uh, Morn is. Uh, left by yourself on the auxiliary bridge when Starmaster uh, engages Angus's ship, uh, and that's where she experiences gap sickness for the first time. Is that noise? Um, oh, sorry, that's my pen. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, um, she yeah, she she experiences gap sickness for the first time, mm-hmm. and uh, then she tries to self destruct the Starmaster. Um. Tough day, tough day. Yeah, and she. <laughs> it uh, only gets worse. Yeah, and so the Star Master gets fucked up, along with almost everybody on board. Right before it's about to kill Angus too. Yeah, Ang- Angus is almost fucked. Yeah, and then he's like, he just gets lucky, like you said. So lucky. Uh, yeah. So Angus is like, "Fuck, let me." <laughs> I guess he's just like, "Let me go try to steal." Yeah, let me just. This. Yeah, he basically is thinking like, well. If I steal uh, enough from this ship, like I'll have months worth of supply from it because it's way bigger, obviously. Right. Um, yeah. Air scrubbers. It's all about the air scrubbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you want your oxygen to be tight, so. Um. Yeah. So Angus boards the re- uh, boards the wreck, hoping to salvage some air scrubbers. Scrub. Um. More. Uh. He murders uh Morn's dad, who survived. Uh. Uh, Morn's attempted self-destruct 
and then kidnaps Morn. Those uh, deaths are fucking excellently written. That's some godly written violence right there. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's really fucking good. It's it's uh, so good. <laughs> he just has like uh, a giant, like it's like a mining tool that it's. I feel like it's like a laser chainsaw kind of like just ripping through people. Yeah, <laughs> it reminds me of a uh, Dead Space. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so uh, looking uh, to control her gap sickness and um, herself, uh, Ayn Morn, uh, Angus places his own implant. I, I guess he just has one laying around. I, Dude, I it's guess... so weird. I think how casual it is. It, it's crazy that they just let people have these things. Yeah, I maybe maybe there's just an every ship that has hyper. I, I, I agree. I think the idea is that, I mean, because they already talk about how many drugs he has to take to do to run the ship himself it's supposed to be a ship with way more people uh-huh. so the fact that it has a zone implant just in the medical bay it kind of makes sense i guess for his ship yeah yeah, yeah it's in, it's just in the first aid kit right there like, yeah if you just <laughs> here's a here's a device that could control people like here you go like whatever yeah so he puts his own implant into her uh into her brain uh which lets him control her Every feeling and action. Oh yeah. my god, dude! <laughs> <sighs> That's like one of the worst things that can happen to you is just having I, your agency taken away from you. Like, exactly. I think it's kind of like um the sunken, like how it feels is like you're in the sunken place and get out. Yeah. Like you're just doing oh. things and you're stuck watching yourself do them. I want to be uh, very honest with you right now. Yeah, I've not seen Get Up. Oh, wait, really? Yeah, no. So, wait, so you didn't even know what I was talking about right now? No, no, no. Holy shit. Not even through memes? You don't know what I'm talking about? No, no. Oh, my lord. All I know is his face when he's sitting in that chair. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. Okay, never mind. That's that's funny. You know what's crazy? I've seen. seen, You've seen seen Nope. I haven't even seen Nope. I've seen Us and Nope. And I have seen Get Out. Like, uh, people can say it was It was overrated. I I thought it was good. Oh, really? No, it's, it's good, but it's just. It's like the it's like the thing with um uh that anime movie where everybody likes it and you just thought it was like okay it was like pretty good and then it's just getting every award every critical acclaim you know and I'm just like uh, oh, okay it was okay yeah. guys it was okay talking about your name I was talking about your name yeah Dang. I forgot <laughs> I forgot the name of the movie Dang that forgettable <laughs> all right tangent all right fuck uh wait i just gotta say Mm -hmm. nope is pretty nope is pretty good is it yeah yeah, it's pretty good i thought it had good reviews okay it has good reviews but like people i think audience is mixed oh shit at least little okay uh so yeah he puts his own implant uh by giving more than unauthorized own implant angus has oh unauthorized own implant there you go oh i guess answer the wrong question Damn. Yeah, I I guess you have to. I don't know what would he have to do with her, like knock her out well, and just take her to the fucking doctors or some shit. Well, I guess I mean he wouldn't even be doing what he, because he he does it. I mean initially before, you know things get crazy, he takes her so that she can be his like second. I mean not second, like do shit for him. Um, flying the right. shit basically, maintain the shit. Right. Um. So I, I wonder if this. I wonder if the zone implant itself is unauthorized, or if the or if the act of putting it into her without like a like a, a check on her is. Oh, I see. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wonder which one 
is unauthorized. Maybe they'll get into like the depths of like what's allowed and what's not, like in the later books or something. Probably. Uh, yeah, World building. So Angus has committed a capital crime and will be executed if he's caught. Uh, on the way back to uh, Combine Station, uh, Angus activates Morn's zone implant. Uh, this is probably the most brutal part of the book. Uh, yeah, you get into like a, lo- a pretty extended, um, like um, part of just re- repeated rape and abuse. On yeah, him yeah, from Angus. Um, and I mean, thankfully, it's I mean, thankfully, he doesn't really like he doesn't re- he's not really descriptive. Yeah, uh, I don't I mean, I don't think he goes overboard, but he does tell you what is happening. It's not a I'll say I'll say this. It's not a Matthew Stover level of detail in in the crazy shit. It's like, oh, he you're, doesn't, you're talking about like Acts of Cain, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. Like it's not. Yeah, it's so. Acts of so Cain. for the one percent of our audience who's also read. Active cane. Um, probably zero. Probably zero percent. <laughs> come on, bro. One person. I'm just saying, everyone out there, read read of cane, please. And nah, um, I'm gonna say, um, don't read it. Um. Also, I this entire like his um, the the abuse that he puts her through is is actually like it's he justify he doesn't justify anything that he does actually, but it's <laughs> in his mind, it is her beauty that it scares him, and when he's scared he gets like wrathful and like angry and shit. So it's described like, like she was so beautiful that he like had to damage it is how he describes it. And it's like being in his mind, it's like really fucking um, claustrophobic, bro. Cause he's just like everything. I mean, it's just like how you write a book, I guess. Like you don't really be like, Oh, this, um, Steven Donaldson is trusting us to know that this is a very bad person yeah. and he's just writing how the person thinks, I guess. Right. And, and we get like, um, don't we get some of his backstory in this? Like you uh, do get his backstory. I didn't even write a single note about it, but I think I remember it. Um, he go, he gets caught um, as a kid for some petty crime. I can't remember. And he basically, cause this backstory is, happens because Morn says like why are you even doing this to me? like like no not just why are you doing this to me she says why do you hate me so much like right. and and he tries to blow off the question and not answer it and then he basically goes into this backstory of him being in this you know juvenile detention he has a roommate um this roommate is like a completely changed kid he was bad and to they want and now he's very good like he's like a good person like this guy shows him how to fake it um how to fake being good even though you really don't trust you you're just trying to get out of you know juvie and right. he fucking i can't remember why he hates him so much but he basically sets this kid up um and steals a bunch of shit and a bunch of like i think sex toys and like <laughs> magazines like a bunch of random shit and puts it all into his homie's locker so that when that shit is missing, um, you know, he gets fucking framed for it and he goes to like a worse detention or something like that. And she's like, Morn hears all that and it's like, I don't remember what she said. Doesn't she just say something like, um, that doesn't fucking answer my question or something? <laughs> Everything yeah. she says to him is so biting. I mean, for obvious reasons, but it's just, yeah. it's written so good because she's getting fucked up. And every time she's just like, damn, 
you're just like a pussy or what like like <laughs> it just makes me laugh i guess but yeah that's just yeah. like backstory yeah i yeah i think i forgot it because I, I i probably didn't buy buy <laughs> buy into uh, yeah everything that he's saying and what i if, think it's on i think it's on purpose like angus is just a piece of shit oh um, yeah I, you, so you're saying you think the the reason why she says like that has nothing to do with it is because he doesn't even know the significance of like that story too because that's what i think yeah like he, he's just he's just justifying shit. all of his stuff with like random shit i think yeah he doesn't fucking um, know why he's a piece of shit he, i mean he has like fears and stuff like that we know but mm-hmm. there's not like a clear like this is why i'm like this you know mm-hmm. which i think is which i think is kind of cool because some you know in, yeah in some stories people are we'll just get, bad bro. yeah in stories we'll get like uh my backstory i was like you know as a child i was abused and that's why i'm like this you know mm-hmm. it's you were glad to see it not be that yeah um and so through all this all this terrible shit he's doing to her uh he starts to form uh an emotional attachment to her um, yeah he starts basically kind of like um mourn and his ship take like the same level of importance in his mind like he loves his ship yeah you know refers to it as like her like you know it's like the bright beauty his ship is like his his love and mourn kind of creeps up his i guess hierarchy of things he loves yeah just goes to show it's like she's like below an object like yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so uh they they visit the station uh combine station um and uh uh morn makes repeated contact with uh, another pirate nick securso um captain and owner of the sh- uh the ship captain's fancy by the way what's your favorite ship name at, in this in this book oh it's gotta be fucking star master dude <laughs> like i think i like bright beauty a lot i i do like bright beauty they're all cool i mean actually captain's yeah. fancy is probably the the weakest but it's still cool i think top top five ship names even though there's only two top five ship names dude <laughs> no star master and bright beauty are top tier bright beauty dude yeah so he's owner of uh, captain's fancy and um we get this cool kind of like uh i don't know like um back and forth secretive back and forth between morn and nick mm. um in the do I you mean, think it's, it's really... really okay what were you gonna say I don't know. Good. I was just gonna say, do you really think it's like back and forth? Because it's described as just a look, like a just a quick glance, and he's just like, "I want that," like, and then she's just like, "I want to be." Um, I think this is the part. Does it delve into like kind of how she thinks here, or is that later? Um. Uh, well, it's later, but she thinks back to this moment okay, where, okay. where she remembers him saying some like a, like obscure shit to Angus, mm-hmm. but she she knows it's direct, really directed at her. Oh yeah, that was as, a masterful as of, play, dude. Yeah, as part of his plan. So it's it's kind of like she's like she she lets him know, kind of like mm-hmm. yeah, I'm I need help. This and, moment is kind of like her in that look that she gives him. It, it's described mm-hmm. as kind of like she doesn't even care about being rescued. Like she, obviously she wants out, but she, in her mind, it justifies it as kind of like, 
she just wants to see Angus be beaten. Um, right. He just wants, she just wants him to lose because he's just, I don't know. He's just the most dangerous kind of people. Like she describes how she became a cop to stop people like him. Right. Yeah. Yeah, 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 she describes that to Angus, right? Mm-hmm. Their yeah. Conversations. It's yeah. Like, that, this is this is why I I be, she he, I think he asked her uh, why'd why you become did a you, cop? Why'd you become a cop? And she's like, because because you exist, bro. You. Like, yeah, you're just a um, shitty person. Uh, yeah. So let's see, let's see. Uh, okay, this is this is like probably my favorite sequence in the book. It's mm. it's basically Nick Nick hunting Angus. Um. Oh, uh, this is the be- dude that trap that he li- oh my god yeah. So it's revealed um, that he has Nick Sicorso is a good pirate, but he also um has an informative in the security of the planet, right. the mining planet that they're on. So, all right, des- describe this trap, bro. This setup, it's fucking sick. Um, so I I forget the beginning of it. It's mm-hmm. it's he sets up uh um kind of a. Uh, what, what type of ship is it? It's a mining like, ship. Is it a mining ship? He sets up like a target, right? It's a fake. Yeah, yeah. He he basically gets his informant person to make a fake distress call, right? Yeah. And okay. He he goes. Uh, he he responds to it. Angus and Morn head towards it, uh, and it's it's basically like um, uh, a trap by Nick. Nick like um, this this. Uh, what what does he do? He he comes. He up basically with- makes it kind of so that sorry. So like, Angus is traveling towards it, and he sees that he's getting closer to the target. So um, he starts like slowing down, and he's following like the Stardust Trail of the ship that he thinks it is right. But mm-hmm. he's so he's slowing down, and this is the part where I realized um, how big and like the kind of like mechanics of these ships are they're so large that like you know slowing down actually takes a lot of time so he was like slowing down for like many minutes to you know because he thinks he's getting close to the target but then he realizes that the thing that he's following was actually speeding up so when he gets to the place where he thought the target was at it's gone and he realizes that nick was actually there because um nick got there before him because uh, they do their little, they have their little ways of getting out of the lockdown of that the planet goes under when a distress call goes out. And Nick does this little like, what is it like, hyperspace, quick hyperspace jump. Right, right, right. It's basically the thing that the Millennium Falcon does in. Uh, <laughs> in, oh in the, it does, bro. It's the same that's, thing. That's what I thought. That's what I thought of too. Yeah, like, it's literally that where you just disappear for like quick hyperspace jumps. Yeah. Um. And yeah. So he Nick circles back around and just starts fucking him up. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. He he yeah he starts fucking him up, and uh, Angus uh panics and runs away. And uh, little shitter. Yeah. And there's like um this whole sequence is basically Angus, Angus trying to trying to uh hide slash hunt Nick mm-hmm. and and Nick. You get the sense that Angus is really being being hunted, mm-hmm. and and they're kind of on like this like standoff. So um, cool, yeah. And 
and it's really cool. Uh, he he kind of like turns off all of his systems, right? Like he wants to shoot the missiles at him, but he turns off everything on his ship so Nick can't find him like on the radar. And I don't know, does he give himself away, or does Nick just know that he's Nick, there? Nick Nick knows he's there. Okay, okay. Um, so Nick is just yeah. that good. Yeah, yeah, uh, and yeah, Nick. I think Nick ends up. Um, um, no, no. Uh, uh, Morn ends up. Are remembering here? We're in like Morn's point of view, and Morn ends up remembering uh, Nick's uh, words to her. Mm, yeah. At the, I guess I, I guess I should uh, also bring up that. Um, Morn is unconscious. The, the, the reason no, well, oh. the reason Morn uh, was able to, I guess like, see Nick so often at the bar was because. It's the, the there was there started to be rumors that Nick was uh like in love with her. Oh, like wanted to save her. Yeah, the wanted to save her was in love with her. Um and Angus fucking hates Nick. Like they're on some rivalry type shit. Yeah. And uh uh Angus like because he wanted to um uh how do you call it? He he wanted to like uh um, beat him. Hang- he wanted to embarrass him, uh, kind of. He wanted to dang, kind of dangle her in front of Nick all the time. Oh, so that's yeah. why yeah. he kept bringing her to that bar where mm-hmm. Nick hung out. Um, and she remembers the last conversation Nick has with Angus. And uh, he, he mentioned something about like um, a way a way in, like opening oh, a way yeah. in or something. And so she kind of interprets it as like... Uh, needing her to open open up uh the ship um, up like unlock the, sh- the ship open, unlock the latch the mm-hmm. latch of the ship or something or the hatch sorry, yeah of the ship um like every word does, that he said is like part of like a plan right and so she does that uh i believe angus catches her right wait 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 wait. um also i think we just skipped it a little bit um that fight where angus is being hunted um it ends with nick just going on his comm link like you know um talking to angus on his shit and saying like just remember i beat you like he just lets him live like he doesn't do anything and he just goes back and um angus and morn have to make it back to the planet with like almost no supply or something yeah, yeah he fucks his ship up right mm, yeah terribly you're right you're right and then yeah yeah he, that was he awesome leads. yeah and then yeah so morn was unconscious the whole time and then she wakes up and she's like what happened because he knocks her unconscious because remember her gap sickness starts in the middle of the fight mm-hmm. so she just turns her i mean puts her to sleep um yeah I, I just that's when she starts remembering like what you're talking about like that's what lights leads to this gotcha gotcha mm-hmm. um yeah and so she um she opens it up for uh nick and uh he ends up um does he end up just straight up like uh coming up on them and then oh you're talking about in the fight uh no after after, after the where, fight yeah, um, yeah after where she she opens up she opens the ship up to well nick. she to to for nick you don't see anything that nick is doing like when she's remembering the words he said right. um you're kind of as a reader kind of left into dark if she's like you kind of think at some point like is she reaching 
<laughs> I actually thought for a second mm-hmm. until, um, you know, Angus is when you actually realize it's happening because um, doesn't it show, doesn't it have Angus thinking about the words too that he said? Like he interprets them also, right? I think that's how the book does it. Like Morn does, she did hear all those words, but then Angus also puts it together and mm-hmm. he's like, why would he say leave a hatch open? And then he realizes that his ship is unlocked, but he goes in and nothing's changed. So that's when you're like, damn, like, is that, is did Nick really have a plan or is he just saying shit? And um, it turns out everything was actually right. Like all the interpreting of the words is actually what happens, I guess. Yeah. And, and he just pulls up on them, right? Cause their ship's fucked. Um, are you talking about like in the bar when the cops come or? No, no, no. Uh, How do you mean he comes up on them? Do they, do they go, they, they don't make it back to combine, right? Themselves. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Yeah. They make it. Yeah. They make it back. Mm -hmm. So Nick just has the ally with, with security. Yeah. Nick. That's how they. I think, I think basically they arrest him. Um, Oh, I see what you're saying. You're just saying like what leads to him getting arrested, getting caught. Right, right, right. It's um, yeah. I guess I guess Nick just has. Oh yeah. So for leaving, okay, I remember now. For leaving the station, you know, unauthorized. Like, um, you're right. Nick doesn't come back to the planet. Angus does, and right when he gets there, the cops are like, "Yo, what were you doing?" Like, <laughs> right. um, and he's like, "I wasn't doing anything." He just doesn't say anything. I think this is also, isn't this like the last, okay, after Angus gets beat, um, this is when Morn actually tries to say to him that she'll basically save him, like make it so that he doesn't get in as much trouble. Right, right, right. Dude, it's so intense. That's like, she, after all the stuff that he does, she's like, all right, um, I won't tell anybody about the implant. I'll say, what does she say? I, I can't remember what she says to him, but she's like, I'll make it so that um, there's like really no charges. Just give me the zone implant control thing. Mm-hmm. And then she kind of is, um, oh yeah, he's, she says, yeah, you'll get out scot-free basically. All you have to do is just give up on your ship. The ship is way too damaged. It's, like almost unsalvageable. You're gonna lose your ship. Like there's no way I could get you out of that, but I could make it so that you're not killed. I could save your life. And um, Angus, is, he was like kind of into it for a second until he realized that he has to lose his ship. And he literally punches her so hard. It's like, it's it's ridiculous. Like she was gonna save his life. And that's kind of something I compare to, um, what do you call it? Um, the ring cycle. That's why I thought, that's not why I thought. My comparison to Angus was always this Alberic dwarf guy from the ring cycle. He, the only way to get that ring is to forswear love. And when he is being offered like, you know, what is kind of basically a kindness, um, you know, getting off scot-free um, for doing all that fucked up shit that you did, I'm still going to try to save you. And he forswears love by just punching her and saying, like, I'm not giving up my fucking shit for anything. 
And um, I don't know how, I don't, yeah, I just don't know how this man's mind works that it's Sealand and I guess we'll see, but yeah, it's, it's crazy. So yeah, right before they get there, he, well, are you all right? Uh, no, no. Uh, so yeah, so. Oh, sorry. They, I just heard some noises. I wasn't sure what was happening. Oh, no, no. Yeah, I'm good. Mm. The, um, so she, yeah, cause she made the deal with Angus, but mm. her, I, I liked how her, she, she made it seem like she was doing him a favor and not, and oh, not yeah. telling them about the zone implant. But really, I think she's, she's doing like two things at the same time against, against him or two things. Yeah. Two things against him and for her, mm-hmm. uh, one is um, she can continue living her life and being a cop not by not letting anybody know she has gap sickness. Mm-hmm. She can continue being a cop, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but then also there was a um, uh, Angus. It, it said that Angus has like this this fear of being imprisoned, mm-hmm. um, and uh, from like his backstory, right? He, oh, he has yeah. like a fear. He has like a fear of being in like in 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 prison, basically, like not mm-hmm. being able to go freely wherever he wants. Um, and so like that, not that, that basically makes it so he doesn't get the death penalty. And so he spends the rest of his life in prison and she gets to go freely wherever she wants. Oh yeah. And isn't it also a thing of if they they take away and they take away his shit, they take away bright beauty, which is like his. Yeah. But, and also if, um, if he does keep the zone implant, I, I forgot about this, but she also will get fucking like heavily in trouble because um there's something about it i can't remember what it is but if they just if she doesn't get the zone fuck what is it there's like a thing that she um theorizes not theorizes but if they don't go with her plan then he will get the death penalty and she will not be able to be a cop anymore right isn't that how it goes okay so she's yeah. also she's also losing something, like she's actually kind of playing like forty chess. Actually, yeah, yeah, she's making yeah she's making it so she gets what she wants and he gets he suffers the most. He suffers the most this. and still doesn't have to die. So like his worst fear yeah. is to be in prison. Okay, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that'll that'll checks out. Also, um, before we continue, like I think like to the last part, um, uh, Nick's backstory. I don't think we touched on that the one where he's like his reasoning and like nick's entire personality i just want for the readers who are or people who are listening to this um nick is also um an asshole like oh a, yeah he's like a huge piece of shit like um not, yeah kind of piece of shit. he's not as bad as um uh angus of course but like he is the opposite in the same way kind of because we just talked about Angus's backstory. Um, it it doesn't add. It doesn't equal anything. It doesn't lead to you being like, "Oh, this is why you're an asshole." But Nick, who is um, ultimate misogynist, also he kind of like talks about how he actually, because of something in his past, he actually hates women, and he doesn't really want to. <laughs> he doesn't really want to save Morn to save her, like out of some like white knight stuff he just wants things and he always will continue to try to get them so to her she's kind of just as low 
in like how Angus treats her like worse than an object, she's like lower than an object to him as well. Like um, his backstory is this thing where he wanted the shit and he accepted the help of this girl um, to get the shit with him. And then they would have the shit together. He falls in love with her, um, you know, and when they get to the point where they could take the shit, uh, she kills everybody on board, um, you know, like their plan. Their plan was to do that. And then beats his ass, scars his eyes up. <laughs> and yep. then ever since then, he hates women. And he just uh, wants to, yeah, he just wants things. So that's like a really cool thing like the book does. It's just everybody is a little bit different than these archetypal things that, you know, he was Donaldson was talking about in the afterward kind of. Yeah, and that really makes me worried for the next book. Why? Cause, well, because he has, uh, um, he has control of Morn, right? I mean, oh, well, there, what a, do you mean? Well, because she has the zone implant, and he, he has. You think he's? In, you think she's he's going to take she, it? I think he's going to. I think he knows, and the reason he wants Morn is because. He hates women, mm-hmm. and he wants he wants uh, people what to better suffer way, like he suffered. What better way for a woman to suffer than take agency away from? Her, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and I think that's the reason he wants Morn. Okay, uh, in his crew, and I mean we're we don't know, but I'm I'm pretty sure that's where it's headed because she's part of his crew now. Right yeah, by the end of the book. Yeah, yeah. Um, Dude, so, I'm just, yeah. how is how is she not Brunhild? Like, I don't get it. Like, <laughs> she, her father is like the leader of the cops. Like, Wotan is leader of the gods, like king of gods. She's she's in a situation where she's being controlled by somebody who has like some power over her. That's literally happens to Brunhild in like um, the the play. I I just it's interesting. Yeah. Okay, anyway, um, we're at like the end of the book, I think. <laughs> uh, when they when they get back, yeah. So uh, yeah, she helps she helps Nick to um, frame Angus for stealing the station supplies, uh, and Angus is arrested for pretty much for life. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, Morn Morn leaves Combine Station um, on Nick Sakurso's, uh ship, mm-hmm. um, basically basically uh, depriving the authorities of evidence they would need to execute angus oh yeah yeah um and yeah uh, it's a cool exchange though because um that whole scene where the cops raid the thing to arrest him because it's like you know angus didn't want to take her deal and um when the cops come in you know if, if he's found with this zone implant you know he's gonna get executed and then he like gives it to her at the last minute um yeah, Morn is. I think Morn's a very smart person. Yeah, and by the end, in, in some fucked up way, uh, Nick became Angus's uh, kind of like his villain. Angus ended up becoming the victim, and Morn became his rescuer. Right? Oh, is that what he meant? That he was yeah. going to flip them in one book? I thought he meant like. No, I think in each book. Oh, what they, the fuck? they flip. So yeah, like at the beginning of this book, Morn's the victim, yeah. Angus is the villain, and Nick's the rescuer. Dude, did you just video essay me right now? <laughs> like, by the end, what the by fuck? the end, Nick is 
uh, Nick is the uh, villain, right? Villain. Angus is the victim, and Morn is the rescuer. Mm. In a sense, in a, I, yeah, in a, yeah. In a, in I guess it, it, it kind of checks out. I mean, I don't think Nick just from this one book. I don't see how you could say Nick is the villain. Um, just like after seeing all the stuff that Angus just did, kind of. Well, I don't know. I don't think he necessarily becomes a villain. Uh, it, it's I, like I leading agree, them. Agree, you know what I mean? It's like leading. I think you're onto something. Like it is leading for them to switch. Some do switch, like like you said about Morn becoming the rescuer. That that checks out, I think. At, but at the same time, Angus does become Nick's victim. Yes, yeah. I would say two of them check out. One of them doesn't check out. I don't know who the villain is at the end because I'm waiting for the one where Morn becomes the villain, dude. What the fuck? I think it's going to happen. Bro, this is going to be sick as hell. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> going to be fire, dude. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a pretty short book. How many, how many pages was it in your... Uh... Um, app, on my app, it's only two hundred. Yeah, and I think in a normal, normal book, it's like a hundred something pages, right? Or, yeah, it's. I think the real book is like 130, 150 pages. Yeah, so it's almost it's it's like the size of a, a novella almost. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, he said. I think he says in it that he was trying to write a novella. Yeah. Oh right right right. It it is technically a novella. I guess. Yeah yeah yeah. Um, yeah, which is pretty cool. I I think the next. Four or five books are going to be pretty big. Um, yeah, they're on my app. They're like six hundred plus, and the f- next two, and then the final two are thousand pages long. Yeah, I'm gonna switch to I'm switching to to a uh, Kindle because I I gotta say I I had uh, the EPUB on my um, on my app, mm-hmm. and I I had a lot of, I had a lot of difficulty reading uh, it reading it uh, because. Um, when at least for my EPUB, it there, there's no quotations when characters talk. Um, really? Huh. Uh, so I couldn't really tell. Come on, bro! It's an artistic vision, bro. You gotta <laughs> gotta plan to it. Was it was it like that for you? Or no, no, no. I, I think I'm I'm pretty sure I knew. Um, okay. There was quotation was, lines. Yeah. It was very weirdly spaced. I don't know if my. Oh, that does up. happen, dude. I've had books that I've gotten from EPUB that are crazy as fuck like that. Also. Yeah, and so my yeah. It, it it was a pretty yeah. I'm definitely switching to uh to Kindle. Damn, uh, I didn't know you were struggling in the trenches, my guy. Yeah, <laughs> and it was also it, it's a fast read. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, I I uh, I apologize for all my all my missing holes in my slim reads. Oh yeah, I, so yeah, Daniel. Let's 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 just say Daniel reads like really fat to me, way faster than me. So I assume that he probably read this in like, uh, like an <laughs> afternoon or something. <laughs> quick, a quick, a quick, quick pre-football halftime, like in the middle of halftime or some shit. Um, it took me like, well, the first time I read it, it took me like two days, I think. I don't really like, I can't just continue reading. I don't know. So I, I read a, like a bunch of it and then I finished. And then this time it took me like, I think four days or cause I was just really spaced out. Um, yeah. So uh, it was it was a couple hours, and I I had read it. Uh, yeah. Not not knowing it would it would be like a while before our schedules lined true. up like this. That's true. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Um. um but. Mm-hmm. But. I was gonna say um, I I had this thought um for the for this a character in this book, 
early on when I started reading it the second time. And I wanted to ask this question. So Morn, character in this book, she goes through a bunch of shit in this book that I would say is, I mean, it's literally not her fault. Like it's the, it's the epitome of the Goodwill hunting scene. It's not your fault. Like <laughs> she gets, she gets the gap sickness, right? But I mean, that's uncontrollable. Everything else is like that. So my question was, is it possible in like critiquing of stories and things? You, we, you know, like a Mary Sue, right? Mm. Like it's supposed to be, I might be getting it wrong, but it's basically like a flawless character, right? Like, like not written uh, flawlessly, but like nothing is wrong with them. Like they can't, they have no limits. Like they just, mm -hmm. the main example is like, I guess Ray, like people, Ray from the first Force Awakens where they're, she can do a bunch of things and people are like, this is like a bad character because she can just do everything. My yeah. question is, since I can't really, to me, I can't blame Morn for anything that really happens to her. Um, critiquing her character, is it is it possible to be a Mary Sue because like nothing good happens to you? Like, like you're just, you could say it's like, they're written poorly, right? Or something, but like in the lore of Mary Sue-ness, can you be like, oh wow, like Morn's just a Mary Sue. Like, I mean, nothing's wrong with her. She just is under bad circumstances. Like, that's my question, I guess. Uh, so you, you thought in the real story, Morn mm. Morn um became such a victim that there it, it almost seemed came across as she did nothing wrong in the story. Kind of, yeah. Like, like I finished, I was reading it and I had already read it before and I was just like, huh, like things just keep happening to her. Like, and mm. like, I like her as a character, I think. I mean, and I'm, her potential is so fucking high to me. Like her potential is higher than fucking um, Zana, bro. Like, I'm sorry, bro. It could be on some crazy stuff, but yeah. Like, um, would, would it make sense to call someone like that a Mary Sue? Like you, where you can't uh... really critique it. I don't, I don't think so. Mm -hmm. um, I think if, no, I, I, I don't think so. I mean, well, this story was like a uh, very, like a very concise story. So mm -hmm. it, it, um, I, I feel like she, she like had a, had a role for this short novella kind of. Mm -hmm. And uh, oh. there's not really, there's not really space. I see what you're saying. Her to, because it, I mean, he wrote it so uh, a certain way to where it there's was, things it missing. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not going to be like everyone is, does everything, you know. Mm -hmm. Like, not everyone is going to be uh, like uh, Angus, where okay. Um, but I, I guess I see what you mean because Angus and Nick both get backstories and motivations to where they're they get like um, negative motivation. Mm -hmm. Like uh, it does have a mourn backstory, which is. Um, like her mom dies saving every all the bunch of cops and stuff. Yeah. Her dad telling her. But yeah, like I think I see what you're saying. You're saying that she she her her motivation. Her flaws are, are coming purely, later. Oh, sorry. I think your flaws are coming later, yeah. Because mm -hmm. her motivations are are purely Pure. Yeah, I mean I, I guess you could say the one the one thing she maybe had control over she yeah had control over was at the end of the story her decision to mm. not 
give Angus the death penalty. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, and, I guess that would be the closest thing, like, like yeah, in like I, a technical I, kind of way, like, oh, you're a cop and you're going to let him get away with this kind of? I, like. I see what you're saying, but I, I think Mary Sue to me would be more of like if she got gap sickness, but she all of a sudden made gap sickness a superpower and she was able to like... Oh, manipulate control, the sickness? Control people's minds through it and like she was good at everything and... Mm. You know, she like, okay. outsmarted Nick, and by the end of the story, she comes, she's like, you know, comes up, and everybody is like, whatever. Like, so Mary Sue, the word Mary Sue kind of only works in like a power fantasy story, then, where you have a bunch of different skills and shit. It doesn't um, really work for like a drama. You're saying, kind of. Uh, I guess it can if if uh, if if the character is like uh, competent, like mm-hmm. Sherlock. Oh, Sherlock. Okay, Sue. yeah, Sherlock is a Mary Sue. I see. Especially yeah. in Enola Holmes, bro. Fuck. <laughs> I can't yeah. wait for that fucking movie. Enola Holmes 2, November 4th, bro. Be all over that. Oh, yeah. Enola Holmes 2. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I don't think she's a Mary Sue. Okay. <laughs> okay. Enola. No, you forgot the, my God. My fucking, God. what's his name? Stupid ass Mycross. Okay. Jude Law. <laughs> <laughs> that's not even Jude Law, dude. That's like, well, who is it? I thought isn't it was Jude it? Law. No, that's not Jude Law is like talented Mr. Ripley person. It's um oh my gosh. It's 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 Finnick from Hunger Games, bro. It's uh Sam Claflin or some shit. Yeah. Uh, you know I don't remember Hunger yeah. Games. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the first books I ever fucking read, basically. Um all right. The next book is going to be let me see, which is the next one? <clears throat> By the way, I gotta say that the names for all these books are like awesome. Awesome, bro. What, uh, what's the next, the next one called? The next one is The Gap into Vision, Forbidden Knowledge. Uh, yeah, and so... Oh, my, I lost my voice. We'll, uh, we'll see um, y'all. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, wait. oh no, there's more. No, wait, wait, wait. Let's, let's, let's add this segment. I wanted to add a segment really quick. Well, possibly two, possibly two. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> okay, so, so we just read this book, and um, we read Library of Mount Char last. I wanted to see if we could make... Um, this doesn't have to be every time, just when it's necessary after a book. Um, I want to call it the Hall of Disdain. Um, basically, characters who are like just the absolute worst. So, like, kind of like um, I don't know, like, like how you would have. Did you get that name from somewhere? No, I just I just made it up. I just oh, wanted the. Pretty, pretty good name. Yeah, um, I wanted to uh have it so like we put like a recommendation for like a person to be allowed into the hall of disdain my two recommendations after finishing this is um david from library at mount char and angus thermopile and then like if we both agree then then they they both go in what what do you think you agree i agree with that okay so anytime we read a book just 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 point it out just like all right i'm recommending this person for the Hall of the Saint because they're I have a feeling. Uh, I have a feeling this motherfucker Nick's about to be in here too. Oh, that's so possible. <laughs> and then the other segment I wanted to add was like something that we could do every time, like an MVP character, or the, anything could be the MVP. It doesn't even have to be a person. Like, um, which was kind of hard for this book. Um, Wait, you you don't want to add Bane into the Hall of Disdain? You think Bane could go in? There? Those motherfuckers killing children and shit. Ooh, I forgot he was like a, <laughs> a hatred vampire, bro. This man was like sucking on the nectar of misery, dude. Like, 
bro, he came across a couple of kids and their dad, and he was like, yeah. <laughs> yes, bro. <laughs> okay, actually, you know, you're right. I mean, he's the most evil Sith Lord that we've seen, I think. So, damn, yeah. Yeah, he can go in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and leave Joe Hoon out. All right. Um, oh, damn. Do, yeah, no, no, oh, Joe Hoon does Joe Hoon. Um, <laughs> um, so uh, my MVP for this would be um, – Damn, I don't even know. I probably just because I I hope cool things happen. I hope this is a good series. I would say the girl that was in Nick's backstory that fucks him. (laughs) The one that makes it. Yeah, the one that makes him hate women. I I think um, we need Nick to be like a a, a piece of shit for hopefully some good storytelling later on. Later on, yeah. I need I need everyone to know right now that's listening to this. What? All, 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 all three people that are listening to this right now, I need them to know. Donovan, whenever he watches or reads anything, if a, if oh my god, if a character that seems at least semi cool shows up for two seconds, dude, and does something he thinks is cool, that's Donovan's favorite character in the fucking whole. Bro, oh is it, wait, damn, I didn't <laughs> even know she fit that description right now. But yeah, dude, yes. At like my favorite character on my Mal profile is um Shanks because he literally d- takes no L's. Like he just shows dude, every main character shows up, takes L's, and then does cool shit. Shanks shows up only to take dubs. Like what's her name in uh Jujutsu Kaisen? Uh oh Yuki Sukumo, bro. Yuki, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, she's flawless right now, bro. Like when they start doing more shit, she's probably gonna suck. Um, yeah, if she was, if this was an anime, she should, or no, no, if we read this and it had like a paragraph of her description and it was like, she had an eye patch and like some crazy ass hair or something, he would be like, like she would be on like his, he, Donovan would make a segment, like a top oh my three God. character segment right now. And he'd be like, she's on the top right now. Like, Dude, this is, this is, I've been slandered of, of in many discord calls with our friends about this. I, I, I didn't see it as a problem. I mean, just because Nihilus in Mass Effect gets shot in the back and he was only on screen for five minutes, that's enough to be the best character in the entire trilogy. That's, it's a that's, pattern. It's my only argument, bro. I will, I will take no L's on this. It's a pattern, dude. But yeah, yeah, she's, she, <laughs> she's my MVP. Um, hopefully she shows back up, does one uh, thing, one thing uh, for book. You know what? I hope she does show back up, and I hope she fucking sucks. Also, I want to add that um, um, Nick Sicorso in my mind looks like oh, Captain damn. Jack Sparrow. No, no, is that what he looks like for you? Oh uh, no, 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 no. I, it would make sense for me to say some weird shit like that. It's that one anime with um, fuck man, I should have just looked it up before. It's it's the anime with. It's about dragons or something, but um, there's no, no, we're we're not going to find it, but there's a character, there are two main characters, one with like a red afro, and Oliver really liked it, our friend. Oh, um, Rage of Bahamut? Yes, Rage of Bahamut Genesis. The the dude with the pompadour, the purple hair motherfucker, um, he's like the second main character. Uh, He is how I, for some reason, Nick Sicorso looks like him. Um, be, and he also has Nick's of course has like these weird scars under his eyes and I just imagine that guy with scars on his eyes yeah that's 
yeah. <laughs> oh, well, it it does describe um. Does he have? Scar. Don't tell me he has a pompadour. Uh, no. <laughs> He has it, it describes him as having a scar underlining his eyes. Uh, mm-hmm. un, so or one of his eyes, so he has at least a, a scar under his eye. I think he has, yeah. No, I'm saying, I'm saying the guy from Bahamut Genesis doesn't have the scars. I just oh. imagine that guy, but with the Nick Sakurso scar things on his, oh my God. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's one person I will say I can't recognize, and no, it doesn't matter. I'll just be boring and give the MVP to Morn. I'll do it. Damn, you're gonna take and that's not even a no, I think. Once it once revealed that she's like smart motherfucker. So yeah, those are our two segments. So um, let's see if we remember them for next time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next All right. time we'll see you guys for forbidden knowledge. All right, peace. Peace.